Welcome to SERS Talks, where we speak with industry leaders about trending topics affecting clinical research today. I'm Marissa Hill, Communications Manager for SERS, and I'm excited to host this podcast covering a critically important topic on diversity in clinical trials. On February 3rd, 2022, the Diverse and Equitable Participation in Clinical Trials Act, also known as the DEPICT Act, was submitted to legislation. I'm here with Kim Kundert, Senior Vice President of Site Development Services at Total Diversity Clinical Trial Management to discuss what this act means for sites and how they can prepare for upcoming changes. Kim, can you give our listeners an overview of the most important takeaways outlined in the DEPICT Act? Uh, Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, Marissa. Uh, So basically what the DEPICT Act is saying is that it's confirming that there are currently no statutory requirements for diversity of clinical trial participants. However, the FDA has expectations that pharmaceutical sponsors enroll participants that accurately reflect the demographics for a clinically relevant population that will be taking that medication with regards to age, gender, race, and ethnicity. So the DEPICT Act was introduced to hold sponsors accountable for these diversity targets and then to make sure that the data is made available to the public. So this information would be responsible for any uh, clinical trial sponsor that is applying for an investigational new drug application or an investigational device exception application. And the other two items that the DEPICT Act highlights are are having sponsors report study enrollment targets uh, by demographic subgroups, such as age, race, ethnicity, um, and sex. And then they have to provide justification if those diversity enrollment targets uh, don't match the diversity of the intended population. Um, And lastly, it requires sponsors to provide a diversity action plan that details actions they will take to reach these enrollment targets. That's great, Kim, and it's incredible that this legislation has come to fruition because it's obviously a very important need. What role do you feel sites will play in the diversity action plan that sponsors will be required to submit? That's a great question. I think that sites know that sponsors and CROs are, um, you know, working on these, uh, implementing these measures as this legislation was introduced, but I've been hearing that Um, CROs and sponsors are asking sites to provide diversity metrics um, and the makeup of their patient database as part of feasibility. Um, I'm hearing it's kind of mixed in that some are asking for it, some aren't, but I do think it's going to become standard that sites have that information. So if sites aren't already um, collecting what are their diversity metrics of their patient database, Um, They should start collecting that as well as keeping track of enrollment in their current trials by um, age, gender, race, and ethnicity because uh, sponsors are going to um, start asking for that information as well. They want sponsors will want to see uh, actual diversity enrollment numbers to feel more comfortable about using a particular site for a trial. So, Kim, as sponsors and CROs increase their requests for sites with diverse enrollment experience, what can sites do now to prepare and remain competitive? Great, great question. And uh, I've been thinking about this for a little while. 
And the first thing that I would recommend for all sites out there is to take uh, Society of Clinical Research Sites has a diversity site assessment tool, uh, or it's called the DSAT. It's a self-assessment that the site takes, and it benchmarks a site's diversity understanding and what their current practices are at the site level. And sponsors and CROs, uh, as I mentioned earlier, are potentially reaching out to sites beyond their typical site networks. And so they want a level set of what is the site's diversity awareness so that they could develop training uh, around uh, any gaps that are there or provide support to the sites. So this diversity site assessment tool is uh, available on the SDRS website. Um, Total Diversity is also um, offering this to sites within their network, and that's available at dsat.info. And sites that are participating through Total Diversity will receive access to no-cost trainings um, for us to kind of, uh, as I mentioned, address those gaps. That's great, Kim. There are definitely a lot of resources out there for sites to address this need and stay ahead of the curve, you know, as sponsors and CROs continue to request sites with diverse enrollment experience. And the DSAT is definitely continuing to become more popular and has become invaluable for us to assess sites and their knowledge of recruiting and engaging diverse populations. So, it's, it's definitely good to see that sites and industry are taking action so that we can definitely move the needle. So that's a, that's a great point, Marissa, that there's a lot of resources out there. But one thing to point out about the SCRS DSAT, it's the only validated tool that's out there. So uh, this information has been collected and the tool's been developed over the last four years. So this is really the only validated tool and it's mm-hmm. the gold standard. And I do know that a lot of sponsors and CROs are having sites uh, complete the DSAT. Yes, absolutely. There have been numerous increase in requests for sites to complete the DSAT through our industry partners. So definitely continuing to gain a lot of traction and it's it's great to see. So Kim, how do we see the DEPICT Act changing the landscape of recruitment of diverse patient populations going forward? What do you think that this has in store for diversity in clinical research? Uh, So I believe the days of only talking about diversity are over. Um, I'm actually seeing it uh, firsthand right now in trials that are are enrolling and they have uh, diversity targets to be met. And these diversity targets and enrollment is actually going to be implemented all across the uh, life cycle of a trial. So it will be baked into the processes. So it uh, will be in the overall study design. It will be through feasibility site selection and not just tracked at the enrollment phase as if it were an afterthought. Um, There is a trial that I'm working on right now that um, this was added to after enrollment started. Really valuable insights, Kim, and definitely something that we'll want to discuss further at the SERS Diversity Site Solutions Summit in Austin this May. Yeah, absolutely, Marissa. Total Diversity will uh, be exhibiting at the uh, Diversity Summit in Austin in May and um, excited to chat with any sites that plan to be there, give them more details about our our diverse, capable site database, uh, as well as if clients are interested in understanding the uh, services that uh, Total Diversity is offering to sponsors and CROs. Great, Kim. We're excited to see you there. We're excited to see the Total Diversity team and connect with 
our members and audience. It's been uh, since October since we saw many of you. So it'll be great to connect, especially on this important industry initiative for sure. Thanks for joining us today, Kim. For all of our listeners, be sure to subscribe to SRS Talks and visit our website at mysers.org for webinars, upcoming summits, thought leadership, articles, and more.